Hello there, friends. I'm Richard Kisman. We all knew it was coming. Adulthood. Relationships and marriage. Business. Health. Money. Bills. Fitness. If you're like me, we didn't think that life would come at us like this. I welcome you to join me for raw, authentic, and hopefully really fun conversations about coming into your own as an adult and to help you create a powerful life of your design. This is the Adulthood Revisited Podcast. Hey there, AR Nation. I've got a quick announcement I'd like to share with you. It's about an incredibly powerful, high-ticket marketing community that I'm a proud member of. It's called the Super Affiliate Accelerator. This program's absolutely for you if you want to be successful online. Whether you're a beginner looking to get started with an online business, and also if you already have an online business but struggling to reach your goals, the Super Affiliate Accelerator is run by three experienced and amazing coaches. Between the three of them, they've sold millions of dollars in products and services online across all different industries. Why I find the Super Affiliate Accelerator so powerful is because of its unique all-in-one blend of a proven training program, weekly coaching and mentoring from an amazing group of accomplished internet marketers, and a private mastermind community of like-minded and supportive business owners and professionals. For a limited time, the SAA coaches are offering a complimentary business strategy call. So whether you're a coach or consultant, if you provide professional services, or if you just want to start an online business, but you're confused or overwhelmed with where or how to start, I invite you to check out this incredible program, the Super Affiliate Accelerator. And you can learn more today by visiting richardkistman.com forward slash SAA. Again, that's richardkistman.com forward slash SAA. Now, let's get to today's amazing episode. Hello there, friends. How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the Adulthood Revisited Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Kistman. I am so thankful, so grateful that you're here spending your time and energy with me wherever you are in the world doing whatever it is you may be doing. I genuinely appreciate it. Uh, if you haven't already done so, if you can take a brief moment after this episode, if you can head to wherever you get your podcast and share, subscribe, rate, and or leave a review, it'll do so much to help the podcast grow and it'll help me reach more and more people, which is my goal. Uh, so with that, I'm super excited to introduce our guest on the episode today. His name is Nelson Tressler, and he's a founder of a goal achievement program that's helped him over the last 25 plus years just overcome an incredible story that, you know, if once you get familiar with it, a lot of people will say it's a limiting story to hold them back, uh, almost sets up people to play the victim role, but this man has pushed through and powered his way through and he's sharing that framework with the world. So Nelson Trester, how are you? And welcome to the Adulthood Revisit Podcast. Uh, I'm doing well. I appreciate you having me on, Richard. Yeah, so Nelson, I, I'm going to give the floor to you in a moment, but you've got an incredible history. Um, first, you share in, in your bio, which again, we'll link, uh, link in the show notes, but start off one of your first jobs working for your uncle's garbage truck business. Then you went into construction. You played college football for a while joined the Air Force, was honorably discharged, went to college. After that, you started your own window cleaning business. You've been doing real estate in the Las Vegas area for the last 20 years, um, just killing it. But throughout that, at some point, you started getting into coaching and helping people, coach people through accomplishing their goals. So if you can just dive in where we think is an appropriate point and share a little about your journey to now. Sure. Yeah. No, I've got, I've got quite the origin story. So um, 
my mom became pregnant with me when she was 15 years old. And she was one of 15 children. Uh, her father was the local trash collector in a small town. And one day uh, he decided to uh, drive into the town square. There he spotted two police officers directing traffic. He stuck a gun out the window and fire on two police officers, uh, killing one and wounding another. And he was uh, captured and brought to stand trial where he was facing the death penalty. And uh, during his trial, my mom uh, got up and said to the jury uh, that the reason that her father had shot and killed that officer was that he had pulled her over and uh, raped her. And she was now carrying his baby, who was me. And uh, that actually worked. My grandfather, uh, first trial and hung jury, uh, he was eventually sentenced to uh, life in prison without the possibility of parole. And he ended up spending the rest of his life behind bars and leaving behind, you know, my mom, me and the rest of his, you know, 14 children to deal with the consequences in this uh, small town. If uh, in, in that story, because you share as well that you, you grew up in, in poverty, um, your stepfather, alcoholic, abusive. What was, you know, I, however you feel comfortable sharing this, but looking back now, what impact did that have on you, your childhood, your family? And, and how did that help bring you to where you are today? Yeah, I mean, you touched on, I mean, my mom had me when she was 15 years old. I mean, eventually she turned 21. She started going to bars to find a man and uh, that she did. She found a peach of a man. He uh, turned out to be an alcoholic, uh, turned out to be very emotionally and physically abusive to me and my mom. And, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was a very difficult childhood. And then eventually uh, my mom and stepdad had four other children, uh, all under the age of five. So I had four siblings under the age of four. And as you can imagine, you know, every day he was coming home drunk and, and physically abusing me and my mom. Uh, it had a rough, rough, uh, you know, on, on my social life. And I remember one day in fourth grade looking down at my report card and uh, looking, it was last day of school and we're looking to see, you know, where we were going to go to fifth grade, who we were going to get for fifth grade. And I remember looking down and seeing that I wasn't going to fifth grade, going to stay in fourth grade. I'd been held back. I had straight F's and it shouldn't have come to any surprise to me because, you know, I'd missed 60 or 70 days of school that year. Staying home would rather me stay home from school and help her with the kids than go to school. And I hated school. And the next year, um, they placed me into special education classes to try to get me the help that I needed. Come to find out I had dyslexia. But uh, eventually, you know, flash forward a few years and my stepfather was walking home drunk from a bar and uh, there was somebody else who was driving home drunk from that bar and ended up hitting and killing him. And... Um, it was at this time that my mom, here she is, you know, she's dropped out of school in the eighth grade. She has five kids. She's never worked outside the home. And as hard as her life has been for her, you know, her whole entire life, she's never felt, you know, so much alone and so hopeless. 
And it was at this time that she decided that she was going to take her own life. And she uh, attempted uh, suicide. Thankfully, you know, she was not successful. Uh, but it was at this time that our family got split up. And I went to go live with my grandmother, you know, the wife of the man who shot and killed the police officer. And she has, you know, a, a small house. She's got, you know, several of her own children living with her, but she also has some cousins living with her, whatever reason. And for the first time in my life, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about somebody coming home drunk and beating me or my mom or me having to wake up to take care of kids in the middle of the night. And even though education wasn't, you know, given any emphasis in family. I mean, of my grandchildren, the 15 ever graduated from high school. None ever even went to college, but at least expected that you were going to go to school. I think that was more to uh, give my grandma a break from all the kids than really what school was going to give you. But um, it was seventh grade and uh, I kind of had an aha moment. A, a counselor came from a university and kind of talked about all the things that you needed to do to get into college, to get a college degree. And I thought to myself, I mean, this was about the time in my life where I was really reflecting upon my life and what direction it was going. And, you know, my life kind of sucked and I kind of saw the direction it was going and where I was going to be as an adult. And I'm like, I need to do something to change the direction of my life. And I thought to myself, if I could become that first person in my family to go to college and graduate from college, I could change the direction of my life. I wouldn't have to worry about opening the refrigerator and not having any food. And it was at that time in seventh grade that I kind of set my first big goal, even though I didn't know it, of becoming that first person to graduate from college in my family. If I can ask you about that. Um, so reflecting back at that time when you were in the seventh grade, what was it that you saw for yourself, for, the, for your family, for your future at that point, if nothing had changed? Well, I mean, you talked about me working on the back of the garbage truck. I mean, you know, that's a respectable job. I have nothing against it. It was actually one of the funnest jobs I've ever had, but it wasn't what I wanted for my family. And I saw, you know, the adult males uh, in my social circle and my family, you know, working the you know, jobs and struggling their lives. And, you know, pretty much uh, they were acting the same way they had acted in high school. They just kind of had grown up and, and they were working jobs that, you know, didn't give them time for uh, vacation, you know, didn't give them any extra cash. They were always struggling to get by. And that's kind of where I saw myself go. I mean, it was like, here I am, you know, I may be in seventh grade, but I know where I'm going to be when I'm 25 or 30, because I can see the adult males in my social network exactly there. And that wasn't what I wanted. I, I didn't want that lifestyle. I didn't want that for my myself and my family. And I had lived through that and it sucked. And I definitely didn't want to put my kids through a similar situation. When you came to that realization Again, that's a seventh grader, right? That's what, 12 or 13, something around there? Um, yeah, I think I was 14 because I was held back. Um, what was it that you realized you needed to change about your life or do in your life to avoid that path that you were on versus reaching the things that you, you saw more for yourself? 
You know what? I, I had to take responsibility for my own success. I mean, I think I was kind of just floating by as, as a lot of us do in school. And, you know, you have people saying, you got to come to school, you got to do your homework, you know, you got to try hard. And it's always people pushing you. And I was doing just, you know, early enough to get by. And it was at that time that I realized, you know what, I need to take responsibility for my success. If this, if this is something that I need to do, then you know what, I didn't have anyone at home saying, hey, have you done your homework? You know, what are, what are your grades? You know, all, none, none of that. So it was at that time that if I'm going to do this, if I want to live that life, I need to take responsibility for my success. As you started claiming responsibility for your life, exercising volition for the things that you, for your dreams, can you share a little about what, what the experience was like with the people in life, your family? And the reason I ask that is because I, I found for myself, right? Um, I've been fortunate, very fortunate in my life. My parents, you know, it's, it's gotten to the place now where I've been a lawyer for the last 10 years, running my own practice. Not sure that that's what, like the limit for my life. I think I want more. And, you know, as I'm pursuing other things, podcasting, online businesses, entrepreneurship in that sense, people in my life are wondering what's wrong with me, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, why don't you just take the safe route? Be, focus on your law practice, blah, blah, blah. When you decided that I've got to take control and responsibility for my life, what was the response from the people in your life to that? Yeah, you, you know, and I talk about this in my new book, uh, The Unlucky Sperm Club. You're not a victim of your circumstances, but a product of your choices. And what I liken this to is like a crab bucket. If you have a five-gallon crab bucket and you put one crab in it and you put it next to the ocean, that one crab will crawl out and go back into the ocean. But if you put that five-gallon bucket and you put a bunch of crabs in there, all those crabs will die in there. And the reason is, is if one crab tries to get out of that bucket and go back to the ocean, those other crabs will grab a hold of it and hold it down. And if that crab can, continues to try to get out, those other crabs will break its legs. And if it still tries to get out, the other crabs will kill it. And this is called the crab bucket mentality. And what the reason is, is, uh, you know, in, in my family, whenever I be decided to become that first person to go to college, you know, I got all of that. Like, you know, I had dyslexia, so I could barely read or spell or I still can't spell. And, you know, you have all this stuff like you're going to go to college, you can barely read, you can't write, you can't spell. And, you know, what, what's your major going to be basket weaving? And, you know, they must be leading anybody into college now, you know, that has a check and, you know, they better try cashing your check before they let you in. And all this stuff was said tongue in cheek. But I think there's a lot of it, a lot of people in the back of their minds, I don't know if they're trying to protect you or if they're trying to kind of prevent you from going above and beyond, which will kind of uh, reflect upon them poorly because they weren't willing to go out and fulfill their dreams. So uh, it's, it's, it's a very deep subject. I love my family. I mean, I, I, love, I love the situation that I was in. I, I gathered strength from it. But it is very hard whenever you have those around you and those that you love that are really trying to hold you into place. And I think in the back of their minds, they're trying to keep you safe and, and comfortable. They don't, you know, you're, 
why would you want to go out there and risk that and, and do those sorts of things? But what they're really doing is preventing you instead of giving you wings, you know, they're holding you in that crab bucket and uh, trying to keep you tethered to the lifestyle and the life that you're living. Moving on from, from that realization in your life where you said, I've, I've got to take responsibility because um, no one's going to come save me but myself. From then on, again, you, you started working with your uncle's company. Um, you found a construction job. Then from there, you went to the Air Force. Where, where did you finally, along that path, I don't know if before or after, did you finally feel like you – you're free from, I guess the, I don't know if it's the mindset or the, like the grip of your childhood. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think I felt, well, so whenever, whenever I graduated from college and became that first person in my family to do that, that's when I became obsessed with personal development and specifically goal achievement. And from that time, that, that's been 20 years ago. From that time, I could, I could never get enough. I read every book there was on you know, personal development and goals and went to all the seminars I could uh, afford. And I really used goals and personal development in every area of my life to design a life that I couldn't have even imagined growing up. And that's when I realized that if I could do this, if I could graduate college from a family that put no emphasis on education from somebody who has dyslexia, who can you know, barely read or write or spell when, when I started that journey. You know, I could do that by setting a goal. What else could I do? And they started to really use goals and, and work at them every day. And I've been able to use goals and personal development in every area of my life to go above and beyond what I ever thought I, I was able to do. But as far as like escaping that, what I had as, as a childhood, when I moved to Las, I joined the Air Force, which kind of gave me a, a free, you know, liberating because in that small town, I was always that Trustler kid, you know, that came from that family that, you know, I was always the, uh, the kid whose mom got raped and, uh, you know, and I had those shackles around me my entire childhood. But when I joined the Air Force for the first time, I could be Nelson nobody. Nobody knew what the last name Tressler, nobody knew my past. And in fact, when I've been out here in Las Vegas for 20 years, the only person who knew that story was my wife, who I told before I got married. Uh, I never told my kids about it. I never told my friends about it. But then when I started, you know, realizing that I wanted to help other people overcome their circumstances, I realized that I had quite the unique story that I think could inspire and motivate others. And it was at that time that I determined that, you know what, this story is not going to hold me down anymore. These events aren't going to shackle me. These events are going to give me fuel to go out there and to help others. I want to ask you about that helping the decision to start pursuing helping others with your story because you've had a up until that point you've had a successful career in real estate um, you and your team dominating um, and all and winning award after award um, in terms of volume and, and sales so what what was it that let me take a step back because I for myself right I believe in, in self-development and pursuing books and courses, trainings. Um, 
But what was it that called you to start sharing that with others? You know what? I, I, I realized like when you, get, when you get to have some success in your life and uh, I had that opportunity, but I would see people on the, you know, I would see homeless people or I would see people, you know, taking the bus or people who were just going to jobs that they hated. And I realized, you know what? I am just a few choices away from being those people. And there are only a few choices from being where I am. And that's what I realized was, you know, people out there, they want to live these lives. All they need is kind of the, the knowledge, the tools, and the support to do that. And I wanted, I wanted everybody to have that opportunity because if somebody from me, you know, from where I came from, under the circumstances that I came from, you know, I pinched myself almost every day when I realized the life that I'm living. And then it scares me to death to think if I wouldn't have made those few choices along the road that I would have forfeited this life that I'm living. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to help people realize that life that they want to live and not forfeit this wonderful life that they have the potential of living. And, you know, you, you start to think about legacy and you start thinking about what mark you're going to leave on the world. And I really loved what I did before. I mean, I've started over 10 businesses. I built one of the largest privately held pet resorts in the country, you know, children's daycare centers, you know, was the number one producer worldwide for a top five commercial real estate firm. All those things were great. All those things, you know, really helped me provide for my family. But I thought, what legacy am I leaving? And then I thought about it. If I could use my story, if I could use, you know, what I use to design my, you know, my future, if I could do that for other people, that's what I want my life to be about. That's what I want, you know, my kids to look and say, my dad helps other people you dream their goal to live better lives. And I can't think of anything better to do with your life than what I'm doing right now. Before pursuing coaching and goal achievement, and I want to dive into that, the specifics of that in a bit, but was there any reticence or reluctance to actually put yourself out there as, some, as a coach or as someone to help uh, others achieve their goals? Because it's one thing, I think, to establish you know, businesses that live in a bubble, right? One of the largest pet resorts, but it's a business, right? In commercial real estate, business when you hold yourself out to help others, right? There's, there's like a lot more involved or I don't say just involved, but like the responsibility or the role that you play in the lives of others. So if you can share what, what was the thinking behind it and whether or not there was any, any reluctance or concern that um, you, that you were ready for this role. Let me put it that way. Yeah. You, you know what? Uh, my mindset, I, I never wait for all the lights to turn green before I go. I mean, uh, I, I never waited until I understood the pet resort industry before I started to build one. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't even know what commercial real estate was when I accepted the internship. And, you know, and I think so many people are, you know, they have uh, paralysis by analysis and they worry that they don't know everything. And the one thing in commercial real estate that I really realized was I, I was doing deals and, and being a broker, you know, you're dealing with landlords and tenants or buyers and, and sellers. And what I realized was 
these people weren't any smarter than I was. They were just doing it. And that's what I realized was I can do this too. I might not have all the answers now, but a lot of times in my life, it's been like I've been walking through fog. And you know, when you take one more step, you can see a little bit further and you take another step and you can see a little bit further. That's the way life is. And that's the way with, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone is keep walking because eventually those things will clear up. And, you know, when you start a business or you start in a different direction, a lot of times you don't even know what you don't know. And you never will if you just don't start. I mean, you know, the, the journey of a thousand steps, you know, it starts with, you know, uh, starts with the one step. And we have to take that one step. And you know what? It's, all, it's, all, it's okay to be scared. Just don't let that fear stop you. And, that, and I get scared all the time. I mean, I'm, this is a brand new industry for me. You know, it's very techni- technology building an app and all of that for the business. I have no idea how to do that. And uh, it's, it's a whole different thing. But I also look at, you know, the, the, uh, the risk and reward with it. If I can figure this out, if I can do this, I look at the, you know, hundreds of thousands of people's lives that are going to be better because I was willing to take this risk. I'm going to ask you now about how you help people um, because you, you've codified what's wor- your, the framework that has allowed you to reach your levels of, of success in, you know, conveniently the acronym, I got smarter. Um, and that's the app that you and your team have developed. Can you share a little about how you work with people and how you get them to reach their goals? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the one thing that when I designed this company, I wanted to design it so that anybody who wanted to better their life and live a better life could do it. I never wanted price to be a problem. So I designed an app to do it. And, uh, and through that app, um, you know, one is we've made it, that it's $9 and 95 cents a month. And, and, uh, you know, there are a lot of coaches out there, you know, I've had coaches and, and they've been great and they're worth every penny, but there's a lot of people that again, aren't willing to step up and pay a couple hundred bucks to have a coach. So we designed this app to, to, so people can afford it and would get started. Um, but the app goes all the way through uh, uh, an in-depth self-assessment so that you know exactly what goals you want to accomplish. Uh, I've seen so many people that say, yes, I want this goal. And then they realize, you know, two, five, 10 years later, the goal wasn't worth the price they paid for it. So we make sure that you're clear on the goals that you set. Uh, we teach you how to write a proper goal. There is so much into writing a proper goal, making sure that it's positive or that you write it down like it's already happened. And there's all this, there's all these techniques and strategies behind all this that we go into. Uh, We also go through every day, you do a morning uh, ritual and an evening ritual. I mean, if you control your mornings, you're going to control your day. If you sit down and plan out uh, your day in the morning, you're going to accomplish a lot more than if you kind of go out there and let the world push you to wherever it wants you to go. So we really designed that. Uh, we break all of our goals down. Uh, you know, there's so many people out there that have New Year's resolutions. And think about January 2020. I can guarantee you there are very few people who uh, 
accomplish those New Year's resolutions because of what happened. A lot happens in a year. So what we do is we break those goals down into 30-day sprints. And you can have big goals, goals that are going to take you a year, five years, 10 years. But with your mind, that's too long. You you don't have that sense of urgency to work on your goals every single day. But when we break that goal down into a 30-day sprint, what can we accomplish in the next 30 days that's going to get me closer to that bigger goal? Your mind can wrap around that. You have that sense of urgency. It's only 30 days away or 20 days away or 10 days away, and you're always working on that, and you realize every day works. And then one of the great things that I think uh, makes a huge difference with our app is we allow you to invite a success partner to join you. And then you see what your partner is doing in real time. I can see if my partner has done their morning ritual. I see if my partner didn't do their morning ritual. I can see if they checked off their goal to do's. I can see if they hit their milestones. So now that I know that my partner can see what I'm doing and my partner knows I can see what they're doing, now all of a sudden you have that accountability you know, to yourself. And you may be willing to let yourself down. You may be willing to slack when no one's watching. But when somebody's watching, there's a 95% more likelihood that you're going to go and do the things that need to be done. And there's a lot more uh, in the program. But uh, if, if you follow the program, you know, this program just allows you to do those things day in and day out that are eventually going to reach your goal. And so many people, you know, we don't necessarily have a knowledge problem. It's not that we don't know what we need to do. We have an execution problem. We just don't do what we know we need to do. And that's what this app does, you know, in a nutshell, is it helps you follow through in the things that you need to do to accomplish your goals. If I can ask you, this is actually a perfect segue, and I'll admit, I'm probably one of those people who has a, a list of ambitious goals, but whether it's overwhelm or poor planning, my execution has failed quite a bit over the years. In your experience with yourself, users who have used the app and the framework, what are some, maybe one or some of the biggest obstacles that people experience with pursuing their goals? Well, yeah, I think the the main two things is overwhelm. So you, you probably like, Every, you know, everybody else in the world has 100 goals that you want to accomplish. Well, one thing that we do at uh, I Got Smarter is we only work on three of our biggest, most important goals for that 30-day sprint. And when you, when you focus on those three goals, you can work on those. So you're not overwhelmed. You do have 100 goals that you're trying to accomplish. It's really becoming crystal clear on your goals and not only on what you want and you want it, what has to be done in order to accomplish it. And I guarantee you that most people, whenever they fall short on their goals, they don't know what the next step is. Their goal's not clear. So all of a sudden, now you're sitting here, you kind of know what you want, but what do I need to do next? And all of a sudden, when you don't know what you need to do next, an email comes in that you have to go or a, a meeting comes and all of a sudden you go one day, two days, a, a month without working on that goal. And now all of a sudden you're going to wait till next new year's to set it again. So one is being crystal clear on it and knowing exactly what you need to do. And then that accountability, it, you know, having, having that person 
they're not necessarily working on the same goals as you. In fact, they're probably not. And, they, and they, they're working on their own goals. But whenever I see through the app that, oh, Richard just did his morning ritual and I haven't, you know, I'm going to give Richard kudos and now I'm going to jump into the app and make sure that I get my day planned out. And then Richard checked off a milestone, you know, congratulations, I need to get going on mine. And you have that accountability and I'm not accountable to my partner. I'm accountable to myself, but he's helping me stay accountable to myself to do the things that I said I was going to do. Something that I've been struggling with, and again, this is maybe selfish, just sharing, sharing oh, my okay. own like, desire, but um, the concept of passion and passion as it relates to goals. Do you think that passion is required uh, for someone to be able to pursue their goals or can you achieve things or the height of an achievement, is that capped if you don't have passion for it? Yeah, you, you know what? The one thing that I, I, we talk about is, are you a warrior when it comes to designing your life or are you just a passive observer? I mean, and when you think of that, I'm a warrior when it comes to designing my life and fulfilling my life's dreams or I'm just a passive observer. I mean, I'll kind of do the things that I need to do. I mean, those two things right there. I mean, what which one is going to get you to the life that you want to live? Because it takes work. It's hard to accomplish goals. And if we're just willing to kind of um, be passive about it and not really go after our goals with everything that we have, we're going to live a very mediocre life because that's what happens when you're passive. But if you're a warrior when it comes to designing your life and going after your dreams and nothing is going to get in your way, then you're going to live a life that's extraordinary. And extraordinary lives don't come to those people who aren't obsessed and very passionate with uh, designing their life. I want to turn to now the, the book that you authored, The Unlucky Sperm Club. Um, before we turn to the contents of it, what was the, I guess, the idea or concept? What, what made you want to author a book? Because it's, you know, you can, people share their stories in a blog with, with the work that you do, but to codify it in a book, like what was, what was the thinking behind that? You know what? I, I like doing things that are hard just to prove to myself that I can do it. I cannot write, you know, I have, like I said, I have dyslexia. Uh, talk text is the best invention ever invented uh, for me, but I knew it was going to be hard, but I also knew that I had a story to tell and I knew that this story was going to, inspire and motivate people. And so I set out to, to uh, write that down. And uh, it's, it's a very satisfying thing. And, it, and it's very hard to put yourself out there, especially, you know, like I said, until two or three years ago, whenever I decided to move forward with I Got Smarter, uh, no one knew about this. And my book goes into talking about, you know, my childhood and what happened in it. And uh, it's, it was very unnerving. In fact, I, I used to have to tell that story when I first came out with it in the third person because it was so painful to tell uh, in, in the first person. And fortunately, now that I've seen the lives that it's changing, it gets easier for me. But yeah, I, I wanted to, one, prove to myself that I could do hard things. And then two, I knew 
the story that I had to tell was going to inspire and motivate and change people's lives. And I didn't want to be selfish, worry about you know, coming back and thinking of me differently because of this. You know, I, I came up with or I, I saw one thing and he talked about, you know, when it, whenever you're putting yourself out there and you kind of talked a little bit about this, but he talked about the Coast Guard swimmers and they jump out of this helicopter to save people and maybe there's 20 people in the water and they're not going to be able to save everybody. You know, the, you know who the people they are that they save? The people who swim towards them. That's who they save. And that's the I brought with this is I'm not worried people who are splashing water in my face and, and putting me down. I'm out here for those people who want to be saved by the message that I have, the people who are swimming towards me. That's the only people that I want to worry about. There's always going to be haters out there. I mean, there's always going to be those people. You could walk on water and there'll be people out there that'll say the only reason he's doing that is because he can't swim. And, you know, that's just the world that we live in, especially with so, social media. But I'm not out there for them. I'm out there for the people who are swimming towards me, who my message resonates with, and who are going to change their lives and look back and say, you know what, the Unlucky Sperm Club, the book, the book that started me on this journey. What was the most challenging part of putting your story down on paper? You know what? It it went in so many different directions. Uh, I first started out just writing stories from my childhood and really putting them down like, okay, you got to write a story that people want to listen to. And, you know, it went through different directions, it ended up coming back to, you know, the story that it follows that I, I never even anticipated. I just wanted to write, hey, this is what happened to me in my childhood. And this is the lesson that you can learn from it. But I eventually went back and brought it back to current times and some of the struggles that I had there with my some of my businesses and my marriage and just life. I, I was very uh, open in, uh, you know, people realizing that uh, the author is not a perfect person. You know, I had the same struggles even more, uh, even after I graduated from college and became the number one salesperson and did all this, I still had those struggles. My marriage was still struggling. I struggled to be a good father. And, uh, and during the Great Recession, I struggled to, you know, uh, put food on the table and, and, you know, thinking about bankruptcy and all of that stuff. I wanted people to realize that everybody goes through those things. It's, it's not that you don't go through those things. It's that finding a way to get through it. And that's what this book does. Is it gives people hope uh, that they do it as well. I want to ask about if someone's listening to this and they're not sure about embracing their story. Um, because I, I genuinely believe that everyone has a story to tell. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to launch a podcast. Everyone has a story, but you know, some people aren't as re let's call it just ready to share their story or embrace their story. How, how would you suggest people, you know, be true, be authentic to what their life has been and be comfortable sharing it? You know, I, I go back to the, uh, I go back to the Coast Guard swimmers. I mean, there's so many people out there that are worried 
about somebody criticizing them, but you're not doing it for them. One, it was very therapeutic for me to find, I, I had blocked that stuff out of my life for so long. I ran from it. You know, I moved across the country 3,000 miles to get away from it. So, I mean, it was very hard for me to do that. But then when I realized that, you know what, it, a lot of this wasn't me. It wasn't my doing. It was that I was just kind of stuck in the middle of it. So, I, I kind of realized that, you know, I, I overcame this. And what I realized was, we shouldn't be embarrassed about scars, you know, our, our past or things that happened. All that proves is that we were stronger than what tried to hurt us or kill us. And that's what I started to do was instead of these, uh, you know, stories and, and, and these circumstances weighing me down and draining me of energy, uh, I started to get strength from them. I started to get fuel from them and realizing that, hey, I overcame this. I am where I am. Uh, regardless of what happened to me. And I know that there's people out there that, you know what, everyone has a great story, but there might be somebody out there that only resonate with my story. And that might be what changes their life. And how selfish of me to not be willing to put that out there because there's going to be a few haters that, uh, you know, call me names or don't like what I put out there. How selfish of me if I have that ability and that opportunity to change someone else's life that would be pretty selfish. And, and I determined not to be selfish. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Just I, I remember a couple of years ago, I was in the hospital and I, I recovering from surgery that I never, it was an emergency surgery. And I just, I had my friend, hey man, set me up with a WordPress blog. So I started blogging and it was mostly about dating. I was like, here I am a 30 year old in the hospital. And literally the, people started emailing me like, thank you. I had no idea about what this is. Someone that I'm starting to see is dealing and I didn't know how to deal with it. And like that was very fulfilling. And I think that started lit that fire in me that I want to, I want to be able to like amplify people's voices, share my story. And hopefully that gets people talking, sharing their story. Um, I want to go back to, I got smarter uh, because this just popped into my mind and I'm, I'm very curious about, I don't know exactly what kind of data you're able to collect on the back end, but as, as someone who, who put this, this app out into the world to help people, achieve goals do you look at I, I, and again i again i don't know what data you collect or, or what data you have access to but are there stopping points or points in user experience that you look at it from from you know thirty thousand feet up and like man I, I i wish like people don't get stuck here or is there frustration looking at how people are are trying to achieve their goals and and like sticking points well, I, I think I think there's so many people out there that try to do achieve their goals on their own and they get stuck the same time. I mean, but you know, depending on what data you look at as far as like when people give up on their New Year's resolutions, it's either, you know, ninety two percent of people give up on their goals by January fifteenth or you know, eighty percent give up by February fifteenth. I don't know which one of that, but a large a large amount of people fall short on their goals every single year when they try to do it themselves. And that's, that's why I got smarter as out there. I mean, it's, it's, it's everything. I mean, it's, 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 you know, the entire program 
takes out all the roadblocks that hurt me through the last 25 years because I haven't been perfect on my goals by any means. But I realize, okay, this is where I fell short. This is where I'm seeing people that I'm helping falling short. And we can put this in here and that will, you know, increase the likelihood that they're going to follow through with that. And there's so many of these little things. And, you know, I go back to, you know, somebody digging in a gold mine and they dig, you know, 30 feet in and all of a sudden they stop. And in fact, this is a true story that one of the biggest strikes ever in uh, Colorado, the guy dug for like a year, he stopped, sold the mine and somebody else came in and dug for like four feet and, and hit one of the richest strikes ever. And that's the way it is with a lot of people's lives is they kind of go down this uh, personal development uh, road and then all of a sudden it gets hard and they stop and life kicks in and, you know, uh, family things come up and, and uh, you know, they're either whatever their goal is, something comes up and they get off the wagon for a day or a week or even a month and they never get back on. I got smarter as designed you know, we're not going to be perfect. Uh, we're looking for, you know, we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for progress. And you may, you may not follow through a day or two days, maybe even a week, but the program is designed to get you back up and get you going and not throw up your hands and say, screw it. You know, I, I've, you know, didn't do this for the last three days. I didn't go to the gym. I wasn't nice to my spouse. I didn't make my cold calls. I ate cheesecake, you know, forget it. You know, all these people looking for perfection and now they're going to wait nine months, a year to start over again. I got smarter says, okay, you know what? Let's reset. And that's, you know, readjust. That's the R at the end of I got smarter is let's evaluate the E and then the R is let's readjust. So what worked, what didn't work? And then let's readjust. Maybe we can do more. Maybe we need to take a step back and rethink how we're doing this. But we're always, you know, in the mindset of progressing, getting closer to our goals. Looking back at your life, um, is there any point that you would you would do something differently? You know what? I think, uh, you know what? Yeah, I mean, I, I made a ton of mistakes. But I mean, I, I think there's so many people that get asked that question and then they look at their life and they're like, well, if I didn't make those mistakes, you know, I wouldn't be here. Uh, but, you know, I, I've made some mistakes. I've, I've probably said things I, I shouldn't have said to people. I wasn't as nice to people. You know, I didn't serve a, as much as I probably should have early on in my life. So, yeah, and who knows who I could have helped or who I could have made a difference in their lives. You know, I was very focused on my own success early on, you know, running from where I was. And I kind of felt like, hey, if I can be successful, if I can make a lot of money, if I can become the number one salesperson worldwide, then people will have to respect me. And I think I got very caught up in that, you know, even with my own family and my wife. And, you know, I talk about some of that in, in uh, my book and, and how I wanted her to kind of be at this level of Stepford wife, you know, because I was the great provider and, you know, so yeah, maybe, maybe some of that I, I would have liked to done differently, but now I really appreciate where I am because of where I came from. So pr pr probably if I, if I could have helped some other people and realized what I realize now, 
then I would have loved to do that. But no, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the direction that I'm going. It wasn't a perfect journey, but it's a journey that's continuing and, and I'm excited about where it's headed. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I, I, I think about that question a lot, like where are there points at which I would do things differently? And I, I don't think I'd do anything large differently, but just those little things, helping people, being more, you know, developing stronger relationships with people in my life and whatnot. Um, Nelson, this has been super, super insightful, super helpful. And I, I enjoyed this conversation, especially about goals and goal achievement, because again, I, I admittedly, I struggle or have struggled with lots of my goals. And, um, you know, something, one part of my story is that, again, I was recovering from emergency surgery a few years ago, almost didn't make it. And here I am, the second opportunity to, to lead a life of my design. And so conversations like this about goal achievement and, and really taking responsibility for your life mean a lot to me. So I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, if somebody wanted to connect with you, uh, maybe purchase the book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, get access to the I Got Smarter app, how can they connect with you and get access to uh, the, your book and the app? Yeah, well, the book is on sale everywhere where books are sold, but probably Amazon is the easiest, uh, you know, The Unlucky Sperm Club. It, it's uh, for sale there. And then you can go to nelsontressler.com and that will take you to, you know, the I Got Smarter uh, website. Uh, uh, but everything, once you go to nelsontressler.com, you can get everywhere, the book and the, uh, and the app. And the apps, the apps for sale on the app stores as well. Very awesome. I mean, I look forward to playing with it. As you were sharing um, what the app can do and particularly the accountability part of it, which is something that I found is missing in a lot of goal-oriented apps. Um, can't wait to play around with that. Nelson Trusser, really appreciate your time, your experience coming on here and sharing that with the uh, AR Nation. As we close out, if there are any parting words that you have to share with the audience, please feel free to share them. Yeah, just do it. Like, you know, get out there, you know, hopefully this was an, an inspiring conversation. It was for me, you know, now take that and do something with it. You know, uh, don't wait, don't wait till next Monday or next year, whatever, just start moving forward, doing a little bit today and then tomorrow and, and so forth. I love that. A strong call to action with that. Nelson Tressler, thank you so much. Again, you can get the book on Amazon or wherever books are sold, the unlucky sperm club, also check out nelsontruster.com for more information on the I Got Smarter app. I know I'm going to play around with it and see uh, where that takes me for 2021 because I need it to rock. Again, Nelson Truster, thank you so much. And with that, AR Nation, until next time, take care, be well, bye for now. Hey there, AR Nation. Before we go, I wanted to remind you of the Super Affiliate Accelerator. Whether you're looking to get started with an online business or if you're struggling to see the traction you've been hoping for in your current online business, the Super Affiliate Accelerator can help you see the success that you want in your business and in your life. The Super Affiliate Accelerator is an all-in-one, high-ticket marketing community where you'll get access to proven training, weekly coaching and mentoring from seasoned and accomplished marketers who sold millions of dollars in products and services online as well as access to a private mastermind community of like-minded and supportive business owners and professionals. Right now, the SAA coaches are offering a free complimentary business strategy call. So if you're ready to build a strong and profitable online business and brand, take advantage of the complimentary business strategy call today and learn more about the Super Affiliate Accelerator by visiting richardkiston.com forward slash SAA.